This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network, sponsored by Soundring. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one. Today's show is sponsored by Club W. Humans have been making wine for thousands of years, and they've been confused about which wine to drink for just as long. Club W takes the headache out of shopping for wine. Our listeners get 50% off their first order right now by going to clubw.com forward slash bad Christian. Today's show is also sponsored by Credit Karma. You can see your credit score right now absolutely free. I promise. No bait and switch. There is no credit card needed. Start taking your credit score seriously and just text bad Christian to 89800 to download the free Credit Karma app today. You are now entering the Bad Christian Podcast. What's up, Skid Marks? This is Matt, uh, Matt Carter, Bad Christian Podcast, coming to you live from a truck stop somewhere between Jacksonville and Orlando. But not maybe not live. I don't know if that's the right word for it. I'm just trying to paint the picture, invite you into my world. So no, we're not broadcasting live. This isn't a truck stop uh, podcast. But this intro I'm doing right now, staring at a bunch of 18-wheelers. We're on our way tonight, speaking of the Emory Show, to Orlando. We've got tickets available and VIP tickets available still for some of our shows. Orlando, Tampa, Birmingham, Alabama, Nashville, Tennessee, Columbus, Ohio, and Indianapolis, Indiana. And then, after that, who knows? That will conclude the 10-year question anniversary tour. Come see it, because after that, we may not ever play again. This might be it. This is our maybe farewell tour, but probably not. So, anyway, we're going to get back on. You know what? I guess... There's a lot of similarities with us and these truckers out here, if you think about it. I kind of feel like they're, they're our people. We get up early in the morning, we sleep at truck stops, fill up hundreds of gallons of diesel and drive a rig hundreds of miles to another place. Only difference is, I guess, we get to hang out in a bar at night with some friends and then unwind by playing my guitar for about an hour a night. So pretty much the same as a trucker. Well, I think they're slightly bigger on the use of meth and pornography that might be the only other difference but pretty much we're truckers so hey man hold on one second i'm doing the intro hello you boys looking for a good time get the hell out of here hey jesus loves you what was that a lot lizard oh crap sorry folks gotta go yo joey can you hear me can you actually not hear me joey yeah. Did you hear Toby? No. Have you heard him? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, gosh. Three, two, one. <laughs> Come on. Just start Bring beatboxing. It. Oh, God. <laughs> it's the Bad Christian Podcast. 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 Okay. Very good, Joey. Welcome to the show. great opening joke, Joey. That's oh, good. you're welcome, hey, man. You, you can got- use that silence joke during this whole you, podcast. You want to keep want. that going. It'll be, it'll, love, it'll be hilarious. The payoff by the end will be really worth it if you just hold that on out. <laughs> well, uh, glad to be here. We're on the uh, bus. Hey, We're, Matt. Was, Matt, can I coach you a little bit? You've been coaching me a lot on yep. technical stuff. Yep, go ahead. Not, knock off the us and the ahs and, and just it's just too don't do that so us and ahs are unprofessional communicating yeah, things so I need to work, work on that work on it a little bit we need to eliminate as many of those from our conversations now Toby you're gonna have to have a completely com- completely just 100% makeover 
Because basically, I, I counted one time, and you have 85% ums. So, uh, yeah. That many? Yeah, it's 85%. You counted 85%? Yeah. 85% Why did you say of the you word. counted like 14? Or <laughs> 14 and, and how many episodes? Yeah, you actually counted an 85%. Hey, hey, Buster, I'm just kidding, man. I'm just kidding. I don't want to make you feel bad, so I apologize. I know you're away from your family. You got three little kids. Matt doesn't care about being away from his family. Nope. He just he just doesn't. But Toby, He's a machine. He's a machine. I just find the easiest way to deal with it is just to not think about them. I am easier. curious, though, Matt, and I was thinking about this in all sincerity. Um, do you? Is it hard for you to leave? No, yeah, it is. Of course it is. Because I know it is for Toby. Yeah, it's way harder. I mean, you know, just obviously everybody knows that, but the older your kids get, the, the, the more difficult it is because they can kind of understand that you're leaving and stuff like that. So she, Georgia was really excited that Daddy's going on a trip, and she said, you know, she was she said because she remembers going on a trip to her grandpa's house. So she thinks going on a trip is fun, and she knows Daddy goes on a trip to play music. But then, so we, she took us to the airport and dropped us off and i told georgia bye and bridget took her home and so yeah. but that night she was waiting up she didn't want to go to bed till i got home she thought said wait for dad to come oh, home from man. his trip so that it was pretty difficult yeah i that get to is. see my uh family tomorrow we're gonna be uh in south carolina and columbia and um i what, what sucks about that is all i can think about is when they say goodbye, it's going to be really sad. Like, I'm yeah. excited to see them. Yeah. But, like, literally the thought is I almost would rather just not see them and get home so I don't have to right. go. Cause just it, don't even think about it. I'm saying I make right. a joke of it, but it's like right. every time you think about it or talk about it, it's, it's just, I don't know. It's almost like you just want the, to compartmentalize. I know it's a, a guy thing or, or right. you know, it's easier to compartmentalize and not talk. If you don't talk to your wife today, that isn't hard. Right. You know what I mean? Right. It's actually easier to not talk to your wife today. It well, thank you preferable. guys for right. your transparency. want to welcome everyone to the Bad Christian Podcast, where we, the three of us, are born-again believing Christians. We're not perfect, but we are forgiven. We're covered by uh, the blood of the most righteous lamb, and we need to let everybody know that up front, that there'll be some things that we say that... Like hey, what? Yeah, what are you planning on saying? Well, just, just some things where it's, it's not... You can't put it on the Holy Spirit. Because, see, there's a flesh and there's a spirit that's constantly at odds with each other. And sometimes we just give in to the flesh. We don't want to, but it's, you know. So no matter what, flesh is evil. Right. Always. There's never been good flesh. No. When you eat, evil. Sex with your wife, evil. Oh, God. Yeah. Seriously. This was a revelation that came to me last night. In a dream or what? Uh, While I was with my wife so <laughs> oh wait in the like the in the old testament way you mean in the biblical way so we've got a handful of items that <laughs> yeah where we're going here i'm i'm all ears well all ears okay well you know what i've got an exciting thing that i would like to offer our listeners We've been exploring this avenue for, I would say, a solid two years. It was birthed in Matthew Carter's brain maybe four years ago. We have got an expanded network of podcasts that exceeds the limitations of the Bad Christian Podcast. This is amazing. Keep going. 
You're welcome. If you are not familiar with the Bad Christian Podcast family, you can go to badchristian.com forward slash podcast, and you'll see that there's Break It Down, there's Bad Christian, Free Sex, and Pastor With No Answers. Here's what's so amazing. <laughs> I'm, I'm speechless. There's a whole new family. It's like when you go outside... <laughs> <laughs> it's like when you go outside and what? And what? There's a you whole new family and, that moved into you the You look up in the sky and see if you don't know science, because all Christians are stupid with science, according to Matt. If you don't know science, you look outside in the sky, you can't even see all the galaxies. You can't, you're seeing probably 0.0001% of the whole universe. And that's kind of like what it is when you go to badchristian.com forward slash podcasts is... You're not even seeing, but a, just you're seeing just the tiniest percent <laughs> of what we have to offer. So, Matt, tell them about Jabberjaw. <laughs> Joey, thank you for whatever that was. What an, it was a, a world-class thank you for whatever intro. That, that was. You sold me on it, Joey. <laughs> I don't even know what the hell it is. Well, I'm sure people. <laughs> I want to. I want to have it today. I didn't. I had no idea where you were going with that. But I do know that I'm sure people are curious now and have a bunch of questions about Jabberjaw. Well, just like Joey said, it has to do with it's the blood the of the galaxies, lamb. Galaxies, the blood of the lamb. <laughs> Joey no, said it best: blood of the lamb, Jabberjaw. No, basically, there's you know there's a it's we we're it's a whole other way just to share. It's kind of like the indie music thing where it's yeah. like a label kind of thing. So it's and just people wanna... banding together to help promote each other and stuff like that. And it's really kind of worked out really good. Stephen from Amberlin has a show, and Shane from. Silverstein has a show. Those are our two new ones, as well as a bunch of other really good shows that you can see over there that are, you know, like-minded and then in the kind of the music scene or whatever. But that's been crazy. Yeah. It's been real difficult because all the stuff going on and being on tour and the launch of it happening in the middle of this tour and stuff. So at least Bunda's here with me. But uh, we've been, it's just been insane. Additionally, uh, Vocal Few album came out. We got the first week numbers on that, and it did tremendous. They're number 15. Nice. They're number 15 on the Heat Seekers chart. Woo! So that's more than one thing that we're doing is working, which brings me to the fact that uh, something I'm actually a little bit irritated about, and that is Joey is on cloud nine right now because he just told me he's gotten getting hired to do a speaking gig. Oh, get out of so, here. I told you that I was on cloud nine because Sunday I was in a deep, dark, hellish <laughs> depression. And now now I've seen the light at the end of the tunnel. But hey, I, before we move on to so the deep, dark secrets no, of No, I want to talk about speaking but, gigs. Hey, hold on one second, mister. I carried the podcast last Saturday about my story. I know you did. All right, so I get to call some shots here. All right? You, you have been what so I far. Wanted, you and what continue. I wanted to say is I don't want to throw off our listeners and confuse you guys, but you need to know that Jabberjaw is a family of podcasts, and they're a part of a bigger family called Flabber Podcasted. And so that's a, even a bigger family of families of podcasts. So it just keeps going, guys. And... um yeah. What were you thinking when you started to say that? Like, yeah, why did well, you need to say that? <laughs> like, I mean, <laughs> your big punchline was what? Fl- flabbergasted network of podcasts? <laughs> no, Flabber- hey, Flabberjaw? 
I am pretty excited that the Metal Sucks podcast is on this. Yeah, really you're like excited because you got a speaking gig. Yeah, you're excited <laughs> because you got a speaking gig. I mean, you, uh, that's it. You're you're on cloud nine. It brought you out of depression. Yeah, I was telling to- when we got on the call, I was telling Toby. I said, uh, "Joe's like, it's funny how it all just works out, man." <laughs> like, I didn't know he was. I was like, oh "You know, we playing it cool. We, like, we started, hey, man, got, moved to I'm Seattle. I'm just gonna let God do you what guys, God do. He said, "You I'm guys went. God do so, what God do." Now, let me tell you what you said. You said you guys went to Seattle and you got that big audience, and then then we started this thing and. Now I got a speaking gig, and I, <laughs> all right, so it's, it's all the working out. Are falling. The, the, <laughs> here is here's what's hilarious to me is how much you guys do not know me. Yep, all right, I have no, so, I barely know hey, you at all. I, I, you know what? Even our listeners don't give them like a quick ten seconds of what you're going to be talking about your th- at your big time speaking gig. All right, first of all, I get many speaking gigs. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. All right, so that's like, one. How many have you gotten? Second of all, <laughs> I I do not like this sort of posture that you guys are taking because you can ask anyone that has been a part of my life today that I've been extremely happy from the first minute I woke up. Now, see, that I just want to thank everybody for being here at Elevation Relevation Mountaintop uh First, that is first actually, evangelical church. It's, it's um, actually, I just wanted to say my name is Joey Spencer. Don't worry. I'm not going to use profanity. Listen, <laughs> listen, 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 listen. I'm listening. I went to Sifyan Stevens' concert Well, well let's all know we're hey, talking about something. We're not moving on. <laughs> what in the hell are you doing? We're talking to our I'm friend trying, Joey. I'm trying, to, I, I'm trying to explain to you guys your fallacy that you're making up right now. What it's, is, just, it's ridiculous. What fallacy it's that you're... It's a little, it's a little annoying. You are excited because you got a speaking gig, and I'm excited for you. I'm and super I'm happy excited. for you. And I'm what I'm saying here in a funny way is that I'm jealous because I wish I got a speaking gig. So I congratulations to gig. you. You deserve it. I'm trying to say that in a nice way. I'm also would love to let other people know I'm available. Yeah, I speak. <laughs> I in fact speak. I, I mean, you don't have to be a pastor to get a speaking gig, right? No, jo- Do no have you have to be. That's what That's we're screwed. <laughs> Joey, they they look at the no. Bad Christian podcast. They go, wait a minute, no, not that guy. Not that. Oh, pastor. Uh, hey, That's Joey, the safest would you like to come bed, of course, our, yeah, no. <laughs> right? But no, I'm 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 being serious, Joey. I say congratulations to you on that. And Joey does he gets he gets asked to do weddings. He gets asked to do a lot of stuff. Maybe yep. it's because it's the pastor tag, and it's the safest bet. And he probably has experience with it. But also. I guess a lot of people like what you have to yeah, say. Joe's so super talented. You could have fooled me, but Smart, you, you're getting the results, and I'm proud of you for it. You make us look good, my friend. Yeah, you're out there. You're an ambassador for us. I'll tell you what. But, uh, yeah, let's do some speaking gigs. You, do you want to, Just Toby? give us a quick synopsis, like the first 30 seconds of, like, what's your big opener? It's the silence thing again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Joey? Yeah. I'm asking, are you there? I'm here. Okay. All right, Joy, we are super happy. You're going to be speaking. If I was you, the first thing I would do, tell that penis story from last week's yeah, episode. You do, that's your the, stories alone that's the one that will slam the most. I think that, that, oh, that over the condom story? Both. You yeah. got to do both. Oh, for sure. You have to do both. The yeah. condom story. That's how I would start my speaking gig at a church, if you want to win. 
Yeah, what's a quick way of labeling this past Saturday's story? I'm afraid my penis is small story. No, I, I have a hard I, time I with that, totally too. I have OCD. no idea how you say it. Well, I mean, how do you promote on social media is what he's asking. Oh. Like, what can you write? Joey shows his dad penis. Like, yeah, I think you know, that's, what can you that's, write? That's, the, that's the clinker there is Joey shows dad I would call it obsessive-compulsive penis disorder. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Joey, check this out. Hey, hey, listen to this though. Okay. I told I told Priscilla, <laughs> I was like, "Hey, you're 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 gonna think this is really funny because she does she knows more details about that situation. Well, now she knows the same amount as thousands of people, but uh, she knew a lot about that stuff beforehand. And immediately she said, "Why, why did you do that to yourself?" And I was like, "What are you talking about?" She's just like. Now there's going to be so many jokes about small penis. <laughs> and I was like, no, there's not. I said the joke is the OCD of me being afraid, but uh, she, she's just, it was kind of funny with the whole media thing, what she was worried about. Well, I give you, I, again, I give you big credit for that. I can't believe that you hadn't said it before, first of all, and then that you did. I was, I th- was thrilled about it. You got nothing to lose, people, by b- humiliating yourself. You got to know yeah, you really don't. Doesn't it feel better to have well, said no, it? But here's the thing that I thought it proved is it wasn't. It like it felt like it should be humiliating or terrible, but it really wasn't. Once you said it and brought it out to light, everybody goes, "Oh yeah, he just was worried about that in a honestly a sinful way." Like you were kind of obsessed with yourself and not being good enough or what it might be, and all of that was just made up in your head. Like I, that's yeah. what I kind of thought was cool about it is. At no point was it like, oh, man, Joey should feel really embarrassed. I thought it was like kind of cool that you just opened up and said that and kind of, yeah, it doesn't own you and it, you're kind of free of it. I think that was yeah. kind of cool. <laughs> the, I, I know we, we're not going to talk about this for a long time, but the, the best part of all of it was <laughs> Toby's initial reaction when I said stuff like, I haven't told anybody this. Toby's like, oh, God in heaven oh jesus <laughs> and, it, and it sounded very sincere it was like you, totally you had you had true fear coming out of your mouth <laughs> <laughs> well joey joey well like i was saying with all the good stuff we got going on from speaking gigs and networks to success with the label this train rolling as good as it is uh i've spent a little bit of time today with matt mcdonald and ch- trying to talk to Toby and convince him that he needs to quit his church job. Is that okay with you? Yeah, he's been he's been telling me I got to get out of the church biz. Is that yeah, okay? I say, no, I, I I want what's best for Toby. <laughs> I'm trying to get Toby to bet on himself and say because I feel like man, if you could get out of church. Well, this would be a really interesting Joe. I'd like to hear your perspective. Yeah, okay. I want to hear it too. That's why I brought okay, it up. Okay, so I'm riding down the road today and uh, driving to the show here and. Um, Matt and we were just talking and Matt was like, yeah, man, you should just kind of bet on yourself and do some stuff. And maybe, you know, part, sometimes part of me, because I guess because of our thoughts and the way bad Christian is, this, this is us and who we are. I definitely do question sometimes, am I helping Seacoast? Am I, and potentially am I inhibiting it? I want to be uh, very loyal to the church and to what the, their mission is and what's going on. And I think I have been, and I, I think I do, a, I, I'm not even, tooting my own horn, I, I feel like I work hard for Seacoast because I, I feel like that's the right thing to do no matter what. Obviously, yeah. any job you have, there's things that you, you think or whatever, but, I mean, as far as our church goes, it's an amazing church. It's, it's the only church maybe in the world, definitely America, that would allow us to do this podcast. So I, I can't heap enough praise upon our church, but 
I do wonder sometimes, is there something more? Like, am I focusing so much of my attention and work on uh, th- there that I might be missing out something else? And what does that look like? Even you know, because I mean, even like the pastor Seacos, Greg Greg Surratt, he was at other churches and finally was just like, I have to do my own thing, and and. and Maybe there's something to that. And, Joey, that's interesting. What is your take on that, though? Because we're so close and we work together every day. Would you be even behind that or would you try to convince me to stay because it would make your life a living hell? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'd be an advocate of wherever you thought you should go. The, my, my big question with all of this is, is you said – you think all the time that you're spending with Seaco stuff and your, you know, primary job is that holding you back from other things? A lot of people's response would say, "Hell no, it's not holding you back. You're doing a podcast and you're going on tour with your band four times a year, which is very little, but still, you're in a band that is selling right. a lot of music. Right? I like where you're and going. And you're with on this. a podcast, so." I know what you mean as far as what you're saying. You're basically saying, you know, is it holding you back from even expanding and maybe doing things that you don't have the opportunity for right, right now? But for you to say, um, you know, is it is it holding you back from doing other stuff? The simple answer to that is no. No, it's not holding you back from other stuff unless unless it ever got to the point where people were saying, yeah, you can't do any of that other stuff. You only can do Seacoast. So you are doing other stuff, and I think that's why... Um, that so the main question is: Are you supposed to devote all of your time to other stuff? Not are you supposed to do other stuff? Because you're wait, already wait, doing. Hold on, hold on, wait, wait. I think Joey, what he just said is, and he might be right. I should quit Emory. Yeah, that's what Joey said. He says I got to quit <laughs> something. Yeah, but why the church? I, I actually do love working at Seco. So Matt, maybe oh, now Joey's right. Have turned. You're I right. Mean, maybe Joey's right. Like yeah, maybe right. I'm. I might be spending too much time <laughs> on Emory it's and it's keeping me yeah. and holding me back from stuff. It could be. Guys, huh. Toby is lying. I do not want nope, hate Joey, mail you talk or me death out of, threats. You, you talked Toby Morell into quitting Emory. Way to oh, go, Joey. <laughs> no, my line of thinking is just on on the, the lines of, of being an artist and a creator versus an employee, period. That's all I'm talking yeah. about. I'm not talking about church or what it is or it's good or bad. I'm saying that's a separate conversation, which is probably a really interesting one. But I'm just saying people like Chad Gardner doing music full-time. Matt McDonald does this stuff full-time. I do this stuff full-time. Uh, the guy from the Get Up Kids does it full-time. I mean... There's no when I'm looking at Toby and looking at his skills and his talents and his abilities, I really don't believe at all he should have a job working for a a boss that's yeah. an employee. I just don't if there's artistic and creative people that can make livings as artists, Toby is one of them. So I think right. it's I'm trying to convince him that that security may he might could accomplish way more, even make more money than he does with two jobs or anything if he really wanted to stay devoted to that. So that's fundamentally what I'm talking about. And I think that's like everybody in the world, when I think about this, everybody's dream is to work for themselves and, you know, make stuff and, and be in bands. And I mean, T- Toby wants to make cartoons and be a graphic designer and have side projects and release more records and do more everything. So I'm thinking that we uh, that that that's on the the premise that I'm speaking of of why I think Toby should quit working, which would mean you lose your guy. That means you're you're at Seacoast by yourself there. But I think it's the right thing to do. Well, I maybe I should just like push both of y'all back and just quit the podcast. Just quit everything. <laughs> <laughs> that might solve it all. Like, I get rid that. of Matt, I get rid of Joey, 
And then I'm just I'm freelancing completely on my own out there. Now that sounds tight. But do you think it's like do you, I mean do you think you're I mean obviously your job comes with pay so that's part of it. But I right. Mean, well, okay. First of all, I really enjoy my job. I mean, uh, don't get me wrong. I think Joey's taking it like that way that I was saying that Seacoast is holding me back. That's not at all. It's giving me a million opportunities. What Matt was saying to me, Joey, is just that right now, no matter what. I cannot do uh, the only things I can do is this podcast, play some shows with Emory, and then work at church. Like anything right. else, because uh, obviously I have a family. I'm three kids, a yeah. wife. Also, there is no room to experiment or grow in other areas because there's just no time. And I would fundamentally say, even just on Paul's on that, you could we could do way more with you could do way more Emory. You could right. do and you could do way better with this podcast. Like, right? I mean, wouldn't you like it yeah. if you were spending more time on? Preparing this and doing that, right. but Matt's just tra- saying all this because he's trying to get me to lose my job, Joey. And I, <laughs> I, I need you to stay on, stay with me though. You you need well, me. Seacoast needs me. Without me, Seacoast might. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen there. They're a great organization. <laughs> are you ta- are you talking about every single campus? <laughs> oh man, every single one kind of needs my input. No. Now no, here, sure. here's a here's a question though when Matt when you say more Emory that uh-huh. means more traveling and the, and that goes to Well not necessarily. Question. I mean we, well, we that goes to the we don't practice the, well, much, we don't rehearse much. We can right, put out albums but, more often. Yeah, yes, the album part, but as far as the money aspect for there to be a transition, there would have to be almost an immediate more traveling. And so then that goes back to, is Toby willing to be away from his family? No, what I'm saying is, what, I'm saying what I like and believe and bet on is to is for somebody to spend time and effort and start something and really see it through and and live off your savings for a year until you get restabilized. Like that, it's investment, it's risk, it's gambling, it's working for yourself, it's starting a business. Like that's yeah. that's the stuff that's exciting to me, and I think people are you know honestly is an element of scared there, just security. So like, if Toby could live off his savings for six months and and be more focused on creating, I think the world would benefit from that. What I mean, what yeah. do you think? You, I mean, what I'm sorry I didn't interrupt your last point, but what were you saying, trying to say? Um, I don't remember what I was gonna say, but I I would say that you're definitely making some very good points and i think that's potentially the eventual trajectory of toby but however to say that everybody that's wired up like toby needs to be doing their own thing i would disagree because then it think of taking all of those guys out of uh and i I don't even mean church organizations but out of organizations in general man that sucks that all those guys are gone and I well, why should they, this, why should they this, work for somebody else? Is my question. Okay. I'm, I'm, sure. I'm, I'm seriously, if somebody's that valuable and somebody else, in business, and I, I'm, I guess some of what I'm doing is casting some thing like I'm talking about the church or something like that. Cast but that's that's, that's a separate thing. But any any time you're an employee, that means that your employer is paying you because you're worth more than they're paying you. Right. Right. I mean, they get more out of you than you get out of the paycheck. And you accept All that. Right, well, Therefore, why should anybody work for somebody that's that valuable? Well, here's here's the the fundamental question: Is does Toby think what he's doing at Seacoast is valuable enough for him to keep doing it? Now, here's the thing: that doesn't mean indefinitely. But I would say if Toby doesn't think what he's doing at Seacoast right now is valuable, he needs to quit right yeah. now for all of us, for him, oh, for, for us, sure. and everything. It it can't just be. 
a financial oh. decision. I oh, mean, no, no, no way. No, no. And yeah, I know no, Toby I mean, doesn't feel that way. Yeah, you don't even have to say that. Yeah. I mean, for sure. I wouldn't be working at Seacoast if I didn't feel like it was the right thing. So this is just Matt trying to get me to leave you, and I was hoping that you would like <laughs> offer me some kind of incentive that can maybe I could push back on. I don't know, as my pastor and, and boss, I didn't know if maybe you could work something out like if there's a, some kind of incentive to help me you know, push back on Matt. <laughs> and also, hey, well, I, also, I mean, hey, who knows? I might, maybe one day I'll get a speaking gig. Yeah, be I know. Big baller. It might happen. I'd love to be a big baller like Joey. So, in addition to Toby's uh, twenty thousand dollar raise that you are officially getting right <laughs> busted, now, busted, Matt. Um, <laughs> I'm getting a Seacoast tattoo. Busted. Hey, you're you're, you're welcome, dog. Yeah, Joey, that was all a scam. That was a scam. I was never. I, I mean, I wouldn't even think if we weren't in close. I just got a raise. I worked it. I worked it. Here's one thing I do want to say, though, and I think that out of the three of us in this call, um, I, well, I was going to say Matt has Matt is generally the the smartest for sure. <laughs> thanks a lot. That's, hey, thanks a lot. But as far as like street smarts, hey, may, maybe shit. Toby, maybe Toby. But here, here's what I want to say. And I don't want to knock Matt because Matt, you were. <laughs> you can knock. It's okay this, to this, knock me. Whatever this is amount the most disclaimers. absurd disclaimer. I've ever none of these are needed. You, whatever you <laughs> want to say. Unbelievable. You can just he say had to whatever you want to say. Matt with Matt is the smartest, but he now he might knock he wanted, on you a little bit. He's gonna say something bad just, about me. So he I had mean, to say I was smart first. It's gonna be a, the most nothing <laughs> comment <laughs> in the whole world. It will, it's, it's gonna, gonna offend me a total of zero. I think Toby can make his own decision. It's unbelievable. Go ahead with the bomb. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so no, all I was going to say is I think that there is some devaluing <laughs> of the experience that Toby is acquiring by not only working under an organization, but also being no, a part no, no, no. of structure. Nobody said anything all- about that. Nobody has Matt, ever, no, 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 no. Nobody's uh-huh. ever mentioned that I haven't gained unbelievable wealth of wisdom and knowledge I, from I, all the people. That I has nothing that Matt, to do with this. No, I would say Matt probably underscores that, and that's a compliment to you. He sees underestimate as that, too yeah. underestimate. He sees Toby as someone that's too gifted to be in that. And all I'm saying is, no matter how long of a duration it is, it has benefited you because at the very oh, for least, sure. for at sure. the very least, you can relate to people that will never be able to work for themselves. Oh no, no. so yeah, you have yeah, a, see, a wider. This is, understanding. is what I'm saying. I think I think you're taking it as a negative. That's what I'm saying. Like. Oh well, it's that's what I'm saying. In no way has Seacos ever inhibited me from doing anything. In fact, it's enabled me to do a ton. All we're t- all Matt was saying was time-wise, you can only do so much. So that's not yeah. uh, that's not a knock on any, on any time-wise. I, I mean, you're seriously. The podcast takes up a lot of my time that I can't do right. other stuff. My family takes up a lot of time that I can't. None of those oh, things are bad. Stupid. Family. That's what I'm saying. But Golly. but regardless of all this, I cannot believe your disclaimers and the way that you you tell uh, 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 the thoughts that you're thinking. Like a little while ago, when you were talking about <laughs> getting your speaking gig. You you leapt into seeing Sufjan Stevens. <laughs> I mean, because I was trying to explain to you guys how how my happiness. Uh, like it's just been, I'm telling you. Like Matt, you said you wanted to get into this, and I said that I didn't want to, and I was just kidding. Sunday was a very, very dark day. I mean, I told Priscilla, I was just like, I was. Hey, and Joey, you texted me. You said it was because Seacoast, you couldn't do, you wasn't allowing you to do anything. <laughs> All right, well, let, we're going to take a break, and then we're going to talk to Joey about Sunday being Ooh. difficult or dark. So I like where you're going, but let's take a break. We'll be right back. We're going dark. 
All right, guys, I got some good news and some bad news. The bad news is I'm going to quit drinking beer for a while. A lot of empty calories, not much health benefits. But the good news, we're sponsored by Club W, and I'm going to get to enjoy some of the best wines in the whole world. I love it. It is such an awesome, awesome product. I really just don't like going to the stores and looking down the aisles and not even really know what I'm doing. It's just, ah, it, it just gets too crazy. So that's why I have joined Club W. Uh, it's just an easy way uh, to get great wine. All you got to do is just go to clubw.com and answer six simple questions, and their algorithm creates a palette profile just for you. Man, I love that. It is so cool. So why are you wasting time and money messing around at retail stores while you could be drinking all this amazing wine that is delivered right to your door? Club W gets you the premium wine customized to your taste at a third of what you'd pay at the store. Did you hear that? A third. No more trying to go, I'm going to get the cheap stuff because I don't have enough money. Get out of here. Forget that stuff. You guys insane? All you have to do is just go to clubw.com slash badchristian and get 50% off your first order. Can you believe it? I, I'm, it's just the best. The best wine, best prices, best place. That's clubw.com slash badchristian. All right, so I sat down with Matt McDonald last night and had a beer after our Emory show, and we were talking about some business, talking about the podcast and our ads and stuff like that, and I was explaining to him what, what they were and how they work, and we got to talking about uh, Credit Karma. And, he's, and I told him, I was like, this is one that I hope people really understand that I really like and think it is great, and it's because your financial life is important and your credit score and credit report is really is important to that. That's how you keep up with it. And I was kind of getting into it and telling him about the sponsor as, like, for real. And he goes, yeah, I know. He said, I got that one. And I said, oh, you did? He said, yeah, I'd listened to the podcast a few weeks ago and I went on it and I texted bad Christian to eight, nine, 800 and got the app and I looked on it and I think it's great. So he said he had a really good credit score, by the way. So I think he might've been trying to brag a little bit, but, uh, you, you should do the same thing he did. You should text bad Christian to eight, nine, 800. It's the same thing that I did. There's no credit card required. There is no bait and switch. It's totally free. Absolutely free. And uh, it's free credit score, and it's on an app, and it keeps you updated. It sends me emails if anything changes on my credit report. I think it's a great free tool for a consumer. So thank you to Credit Karma for making this app. And, again, I urge you all to go get it. Text Bad Christian to 89800, and that will let them know we sent you. And we're back. Okay, Joey, so I, I like where you were going with that. You're saying that you were trying to say that you oh, actually are genuinely you. happy because you saw Sufjan Stevens, and that is a welcome uh, re- <laughs> relief from the hell that you had Sunday or something. I don't know. What is it? Tell me what, what you referenced it, but I don't know what you're speaking of. Yeah, what, well, what, first, is, what is super dark? Yeah, what is all super right, dark? So, well, first of all, I have reestablished uh, some hope in the live music industry because I just kind of, I was at a very complacent place where I was just like, hey, I can listen to it in my headphones. I don't need to go see a show. Now, I do feel a little bit different about Dave Bazan, but I saw Sifian Steven and I was like, I am so freaking glad I came to this concert. It was just unbelievable. So I'm starting to rethink. Maybe I should go to some more shows, but I probably never will. So Sunday, I um, I, I started getting down while I was at church, and there it wasn't there wasn't any real reason for it. There wasn't anything bad that uh, happened. Hey, were they able I, to? Or did, we got the donuts for you, didn't we? Yeah, the donuts were and the there. coffee. Yeah, the coffee. Usually, Someone that always just perks me, you right up. 
Yeah, someone handed, here's your coffee with extra sugar and five packets of sugar. They handed me that right when I showed up, five minutes before everything started. Um, I mean, it was just great. Here's your coffee, Pastor Joey. (laughs) So I just just started to spiral down, and when we got home, I told Priscilla, I said, I'm I'm just telling you, I'm not feeling good at all. Did you you cuss at her? No, she always has to ask, you know, what, what do you mean, physically or mentally? I said mentally, so... I'm just sitting there. And <laughs> you have so many problems. She has to clarify the generality. Yeah, like it can't yeah, just physical be on- or mental, physical or mental. So I, it's uh spiritual. It's emotional. it's seldom that it gets to this point, but it got to a point where I was just like, I just have to lay down, and then I couldn't even sleep. So it was just miserable. I couldn't even sleep and get away from it. And then I end up. We have Sunday night small group. And uh, anyone who listens to this podcast who's in my small group, I mean, I, I just did not feel like leading small group. Now, I will say that it, it's almost a given that anytime I am forced to be in people's situations, most of the time it helps some. Uh, and I hate admitting that, but it's just the truth. And the reason why I hate admitting that is because then everybody can call my bluff and say, well, every time you get in severe depression, you don't need to isolate yourself. And they're probably right. So it helped a little bit, but I'm telling you, man, Sunday was just so dark, but I was able to be like, okay, things are very dark and hopeless and sad, and everything I look at, even the happiest things in my life, like my kids, I can't even think about them without worrying about the most silly, irrational, dark, despicable stuff. It's just so bad, and I'm able, though, to step outside of that and be like, this is not really, this isn't a reality. All right, so when like, you say Even dark, though I feel that that darkness and that pressing burden heaviness, it's, I can say it's not real. Like, yeah. this is not real. And that, that's weird. That, and that doesn't help a ton, but it helps some to, to have that knowledge. But look, I don't ever, I'm a little unclear on, on the meaning of the word dark in this application. Are you mean saying, like, specifically dark? Like, you referenced thinking about your kids and you have to think like, is it just thought patterns that are, are like bad stuff happening to them? Or what if this happens? Or is right, it so, morbid? I mean, what does dark mean? Okay, yeah. So when I get home today after doing this podcast, and I'll just throw William out there. When I go home and I see his big smile and he runs up and gives me a hug, it's just going to be pure delight. Uh-huh. I get to hug him. I get to play. We're going to go see Gwenny perform and everything. I'm just like, man, I cannot believe I get to be this little guy's dad. This is awesome. I can't wait to see what the next five years are going to bring. Sure, there's going to be ups and downs. Sunday, I would look at him and be like, am I screwing him up? I can't believe I can't spend time with him right now because I'm so down. But does it matter? Did I spend enough time with him yesterday? Does he feel like I've been letting him down? Have I abandoned him emotionally? Is he going to grow up resenting me? And or and or is he going to die at an early age? I can't protect him. I see. That would be the worst thing ever. So I can't even look at my kids in a positive light. Yeah. Anything that I look at that like honestly and and that is that makes sense because you hear people that struggle with depression, they say, Hey, the things that I typically can enjoy, I can't enjoy. And even a doctor will say, that's a symptom. You can't enjoy the things you usually enjoy. I don't listen to music when I'm depressed. Uh, there's no point. It does not. And y'all know how much I love music. It, I don't enjoy it. I don't want to watch anything. I love to read. I don't read anything. So when I get to that 
to those depths, I truly have nothing else to do uh-huh. but to lay down and sleep and just ask God for help. The word, the word that that feels like to me, I, I understand the dark part for sure. The other word that sounds like that means is like empty. Yeah, is, is empty a, a word that you use? Yeah, yeah, I would say so. But it, it's it's so weird. It's like a spooky scariness to it all. That's what I hate saying, but it's just so true. When I'm there, I'm like, this is just. This is just bad. Like, and I, I, I scare my wife when I say stuff, and I shouldn't use this word, but uh, Sunday night when I started to feel a little bit better, I was just like, I, I just, I got so low, it was scary, uh-huh. and I shouldn't say that because she immediately goes to like you were thinking about killing yourself, and because you just, use the word scary, right? Yeah, right. So for uh, obviously someone who's married to someone that struggles with depression, they start talking about man, it was so bad, it right. scared me. Obviously, they think suicide, and that's not what I meant. It's and I, I articulate. I said no, it scares me because I don't ever want to be here again. Like I don't. It scares me that I have to endure this again. It scares me that crap. This may not be the last time that I feel this way. Like I don't know if I told y'all this or not, but there was y'all. I, y'all definitely know that I was struggling with depression when we were in Australia. But there was one time when we were waiting in the airport, and I had to basically get away from you guys and find um, a, a gate area where there was nobody there because I couldn't stop crying. I know it sounds ridiculous, but I was at such a low level. I did not know uh-huh. what to do. And I was like, I, I don't know if I can get on this plane. Now, there was no, there was not even a part of me that considered staying in the airport and like hiding from you guys. I knew I was going to get on the plane and fly to the next city. But I was at such a low level. I was like, I don't know what to do. Like, I can't stop crying. I don't want these guys to see me crying because I don't want this to be their burden. But it's just, it's just crazy. Now, the positive side of all this is, and Toby can vouch for this. Toby wants me to lay off my medicine a little bit. Is that for the most part, how I'm acting right now is is the norm these days, and so that's a huge win. Um, and I guess maybe just part of the part of the territory of depression is there's always going to be bad days, and uh, the more days that I have like this, I think the easier the bad days will be because. Uh, I'll I'll recognize just how not real it is. Okay, these are not my real thoughts. This isn't a reality. How many days in 2014 did you experience something that you would say is depression? Maybe not to that severe, but like, oh, that's it's this. How many depression? Days, how many days in 2014 were 2014 on, just depression? I'm just saying, out of a year, what percentage of days do you have stuff that, like that, like this Sunday? But maybe not that severe. Oh, like this Sunday, gosh, um, a couple dozen, maybe not even that. And that, then, this sun, this Sunday, is is like not a, the norm. Right. That's that's just immense. I can't do anything. How many days during a calendar year do you say were difficult days due to your depression? Difficult. Just uh, just in the, the last... simple definition of like that was a difficult day because of my depression, but you know, I think Priscilla would answer this more accurately because I tend to be a little more optimistic when it comes to numerically. But I, I guess I would I would guess that I struggle sixty percent of the time at at some degree. Uh-huh. Now some of those days, eh, it sucks, man. I can tell that I'm not myself, but it's not that bad. And honestly, I think people that are super close to me, like Toby, he you could probably on a given day, 
if Toby spent six hours with me on a given day, you could probably ask Toby, is Joey struggling with depression? He could probably say, not at all, yes, oh, a yeah. little bit, or yes, it's, it's horrible. Well, well, I interact with you in detail one or two days a week, and I feel very confident in my how I could rate where you're at, for sure. Yeah. I mean, and yeah. that's not even that close. So, yeah, I, I agree with you that Toby – Is that what do you think, Toby, about that? If, if out of work weeks with Joey, how, out of five work weeks, five days in a typical week, how many days do you, you see him to be altered? Not regular. Uh, I would say one or two days a week. Every single week, there's one or two days. There's like, yeah, he, yeah. it was just this isn't right. Yeah, I would think on a seven day week cycle, definitely two out of the five at least, and then sometimes it's probably more like three. Yeah, or so. Uh, and then how often do those hyper goofball crazies? Those come. Th- those are the craziest. Yeah, it's unbelievable. <laughs> I don't know where those come it's from. High, the high That's like one. Low is that like one every two weeks? You get yeah. the, go- the crazy day. Well, one thing here <laughs> that I want to talk about though that's interesting, and I mean, I just want to get into this, so I just want to talk about it because we. But like one of the things you were saying, and that I just realized. Hey, are like, you knocking me right now? Will you no. get that out of the way? No, he's not. No, no, he's just qualifying. No, I'm I'm being serious. That was another. That was another failed joke. Go ahead. Oh, but (laughs) oh god. (laughs) Because my my last preface was I'm not knocking Matt. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) How much medicine did you take today? Just a little bit less, Joey. Just a hair less. (laughs) Um, but like you said, Sunday, you just had to lay down. Like you, you didn't like. Could you have hung out with your family? Like, well, even if you were sobbing, or whatever, could you have done that? Or did you just like, like? Why didn't you like like when you were with us in Australia? Like, why not just sit there and cry in front of us? Like, I mean, like I just mean, hang out. I mean, we're all hanging out, laughing or eating or taking a dump you say or whatever. Embarrassment on that, though, huh? right? Just no, simple no. embarrassment, right? Right. Want to cry in front that's of what I'm saying. So, like. The idea behind it, though, is that your depression actually does make you go to a lonely place, which is probably actually helps it to be worse. Like if you were sitting around with all your friends and they were laughing or whatever, I don't think you might get mad, which I think could potentially help <laughs> alleviate some of the depression. You might be right. annoyed because we're making jokes about not even about you, just regular old jokes or whatever. But like I kind of wonder, like the idea of go, if it makes you you say, well, I'll be embarrassed. Like, that that seems crazy. Like, I don't want my friends to know I'm really sad and crying. Like, in any other circumstance, you would, of course, I mean, that's what your friends are for. So right. why would depression be the opposite of that where you would have to go because you're embarrassed that your friends, like your best friends in your entire life might see you crying? Like, you know for a fact we wouldn't make fun of you, and you, no matter what, or even if we did, that might get you out of it or something. I, I I'm not talking about you personally. I'm just thinking like the idea of segregating yourself away from people because of embarrassment or something. That's not even depression. But if, you, if something was making you cry, Toby, wouldn't you avoid Ike? Huh? Uh, I mean, that's what I'm saying. You just would, I, wouldn't I, but, you? I, but, I, think but I don't know if that's the right thing. Like, I mean, what in what context? Just you were sad about something like you, something about your family, your dad, or your mom, you know, just something where it's like you were really in a place and something happened. And then Ike came in and said, I want to play baseball. You just say, Not right now. I'll be there. I'll it might not later. be healthy, but a lot of times Jess and I uh, are in arguments in front of our kids yeah. or we are laughing in front of our kids and we're doing all these things. Uh, no, I understand what you're saying, but my point would be should, 
what's the thought process there too? And maybe that's just part of the depression. I, know that's I mean, the, the question is be. hiding extreme emotions. Is that reasonable or good? Or but like to me, Joe, natural? I know this sounds crazy, but sitting in an Australian airport where you and me and Dave and Josh are just uh, Andy just cutting up, laughing, and Joey just sitting there crying. <laughs> I, I actually think that would be amazing. <laughs> that doesn't sound bad to me. That actually sounds amazing. I'd love to have that story or whatever. Like Joey yeah. segregated himself to try and handle it himself. I'm just saying that in general. I'm not even talking. Just Joey's our friend, and we're talking about Joey's circumstance and, and condition. But I, that that idea is kind of interesting. Only, also because in any other circumstance, if I was crying in front of Ike, I mean, I, I probably would be – there's something would have happened. Like somebody – like died yeah or something all right so crazy right but to joey nothing happened except for chemicals in his body doing you know right. nothing physically actually happened where somebody hurt him or hurt his family or his, anything it's just in his brain said you know whatever chemicals are low and they're saying hey you're not happy and it's just interesting like that you would go off by yourself because that actually seems like to me that would amplify it rather than suppress it yeah so let me let me say this i you're <laughs> I can't help but to preface like this. I was about to say you're one of my favorite people in the world. <laughs> now you, you and I are really close. You're really smart at a lot of yep. stuff. But don't you, don't you think there's a possibility that if I were to have positioned myself while you guys are on your iPhones checking in with wives on your laptops, and I'm sitting there crying, you don't think there is a possibility that you would have actually been like. No, no, no! Wait, you're not going to do this right now. You can't do this to us. We're no. all having what? You don't think there's no. any possible no. way that you would? Nobody would feel like that. I'm. Tra- no. Okay. I wouldn't hold it against you. I wouldn't have thought you were doing it to get me. I mean, would you do that to somebody? Yeah, you wouldn't do that. No, I wouldn't. But why would I, I do think that? that? Oh, why would you? I'm confused now with the line. I'm of saying you. If you saw somebody in the airport crying, friend. Or stranger, you would immediately be compelled to like, tenderness, uh, or unless you th- actually think. <laughs> and well, may- you and maybe you've not- got a lot of uh, you know evidence on audio. Unless you actually think we're di- a different breed that has no sensitivity to g- genuine human <laughs> suffering, which I can understand how you might have that point of view. But I, I surely you think you don't think if somebody cried in front of us, we would think, "Fuck you." <laughs> no, right? but I. Th- I- I definitely think that the potential is there for there to maybe be like, is is this an attention getter? Now, I don't think necessarily that you guys would think that about me because y'all know me better. But who knows? I'm not. No, a no. But I mean, like, but I mean, you do when when you're not depressed, you do the most craziest, absurd attention getting things too, right in front of us. You would never walk away. You see my point? Like, you would prat fall in the middle of the airport and drop your bags and everything and start crying in front of everybody just for a laugh. Like the most right. attention thing you could possibly do when you're happy, you do. So all I'm saying is it, it's just all I'm saying, I'm just thinking this through. It's interesting that depression, which I, I, I mean, I think is a, you know, an effect of a fallen man and stuff like that, obviously is that you go be by yourself because I wonder if just sitting there and being yourself at that moment, maybe would help. Like yeah. you are at that moment, you are sad or crying or unhappy. But I wonder, like, if people treated you normally, maybe you'd even get mad or annoyed or upset or whatever. But I mean, to go off by yourself, I don't know if that necessarily helps any better than sitting there and just living through it. Yeah. 
I don't yeah, know. And I think I, I'm just well I'm thinking out general, loud here. Yeah, a general thought that I want to throw out there right now, and I want you guys to hold me to it is, I want to kind of and and I may go hypocritical on start this. start taking ice cold showers. But no, <laughs> I I want to give a, I want to forfeit the right to be able to defend myself uh, definitively. So in other words, even if I were to think right now, no, you're totally wrong, blah, blah, blah. I don't have that right because I feel like if I'm struggling with depression, I am able to say, yeah, this isn't reality. I'm able to say, yeah, this isn't how I norm. So I'm able to have some sort of, man, this is a sickness. I'm trying, but it's just not working. So I can't, I can't hold to that, but then also try to defend it by saying, "No, you're wrong. You can't yeah. speak into this." What you you're saying understand. is, yeah, it doesn't really make it doesn't really meet the test. If somebody was to say to you, "Well, how's that working for you?" The answer right, would have to be right. not well. So right. you have so, to be open to other people's thoughts. Right. So what I would say with what Toby is saying is, I think everything you're saying sounds right, but I would say in that circumstance. I would probably be like, yeah, you're right, but I, I can't. And you probably have to like physically make I me. I think there's a desire to spare people that you care about. So, if, Toby, if you had a debilitating thing like that and you say, well, the best thing is just be that way in front of my family, at some point you'd feel like I don't want my kids to have to sit down at dinner six nights in a row with their dad who's just ultra down. That's bad for them. So I would want to spare them that. Yeah, I'm just, uh, like I said, I'm just thinking out loud. Mm-hmm. Maybe because of that thought, yeah. it would bring Makes you it. out of it. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. I mean, it, like it's interesting that you're sad and down, and then that even draws you away from people that might be influential in in any other circumstance. You seek help when you're not getting when things aren't going well. Yeah, you go get counseling. Right. You seek your friends. You ask your parents about your wiener, whatever it might be. <laughs> so, so why would in this instance being alone be the best thing? I don't think that's no, probably yeah, of true. Course not. Anyway, enough of this sadness, Joey. Man, you well, I'll tell you what I need to hear. Here's the one thing that's going to keep you, more than anything, any medicine you've ever taken, this is hey, the thing that you do I, this, I need you to you hear. This, no, I, I no, need to ask no, you something. No, no more. Okay. You've okay. had your time. <laughs> I actually really am curious. Let him have his question. Are you more of a, with with, obviously there's some validity to your joking around about me laying off the medicine, what is your perception of antidepressants just when it comes to Joey Svensson? Because earlier in the year, you definitely would have held to more of a, yeah, I don't know what I think about medicine, dude. You've been on medicine. It's obviously not helping. Like, why not run into a cold shower, blah, blah, blah. Do you have any more confidence in medicine at this point? Like, do you think differently about it? Well, I mean, all I really have to go on is you. And yeah. so, I mean, if, if I had to say, it sounds like it's 50-50, which seems like regular life. Like, yeah. I, I mean, with the medicine, you are have high highs, and but you still have low lows. So that's the only thing that I can't, like, I don't know what, I mean, like you even just said, you think 60% of the last year uh, you were depressed or had some kind of effects of depression, I guess is probably the better way to say that. So right. I, I don't know, like, it. Like, your physiology and stuff, maybe it, that is just what it is. Like, that's the thing I keep thinking about, too. Like, who we are as humans and stuff. To a certain extent, this is who you are. 
Like even depressive Joey. I'm not saying that's fun or enjoyable. Just like it's not fun for somebody to have diabetes. That's not a good right. part, but that is who they are. And there's things about that that maybe are even good. I know that sounds crazy to say it that way, but like maybe it makes them that. stronger in ways that they never would have been. You know what I mean? Like right. be, being a uh, the fat kid in elementary school um, made me funnier. Or more, uh, you know, when you, whenever you go through struggles, a lot of times it actually brings out some of the best things in you. So I think, and you've said this, this isn't anything you haven't said. In fact, you've, I mean, you've equated it to like Paul, where like the the struggle of this might even be something that God's given you. You know, I, right. I mean, we, it sucks because it, it sucks. You don't want to be sad or depressed or ineffective with your family or your job or whatever that might be but that doesn't necessarily mean bad it just it's not good in the sense for you of course you'd rather you know be able to eat hamburgers all day and never gain weight but that's not that's not our reality so um i think medicine's 50 50 i i mean if if you took some medicine and never were depressed again i'd have to say yeah okay but right now all the medicines that you've been on you're still depressed potentially 60 percent of the time he says yeah well, yeah. yeah the The only thing I would say about that, though, is oh, I w- we, do, last... we just don't have time for this last comment. Sorry, Matt, kick the music. <laughs> <laughs> In a world where your friend is depressed and you don't have time to let him, why are you speak? the only one that gets to have total silence? I was trying to well, go with the silence. <laughs> Thanks for screwing. I, I let your silence rule. You screwed me. Now, your silence sucked, man. It was my, not as I good as my silence. silence. No, this your is Toad Morel. This is the damn news. <laughs> my All right, I got a, I got a, I got a uh, opening comment here that's not. It's news related, but news related. I, okay. I want everybody to understand that I need our listeners to help me. I get news reports all the time sent from our listeners, right? And they're my roving. Reporters, right? My roving reporters, but I've been getting some emails where it says they're my roaming reporters, okay, or they're so my gotta, raving reporters. Now you got to clear that up. <laughs> I get roving. Email, I saw an email the other day. It's like my hey roaming reporter. I uh, know, not roaming, roving, not, not raving. raving. Nope. Get it right, guys. <laughs> this is serious. I mean, the people's lives are on the line here. When I'm I, when with you, you, man. When you're dealing with the truth, people's That's, I lives I mean, it's are not like you would read an article written by a journalist. Right. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so you, obviously you, your pedigree's not too good if you don't even understand that you're a roving reporter. You have no shot at getting on the news if, you, if that's you. <laughs> All right. Roving reporter Mark Brewer. Uh, the, this actually, I think, came from a site called Weird News, which I thought was kind of interesting. Uh Hold on. My phone just froze. I would suggest to the roving reporters yeah. also, if you don't like the ridiculous tone and content of this news, which I guess apparently you do, but we could have some more credible stories. You could, you, if you're going to be out there roving, you might want to find a few more credible topical stories than absolute absurdity. But yep. I'm sure what we have this week will be a Matt, completely I'm sure absurd. Toby gets them. He just ignores them. <laughs> this might be the case, Joey. You're All right, right. So actually, this comes from Huffington Post. And uh, I'm having to use uh, technology is rough out on the road. It's mm-hmm. tough out here. So I'm I'm reporting the news the best I can. I'm bringing the truth. I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to let the elements stop me. But sometimes it's tough. So police seek 
twerkers accused of sexual assault. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> ah, twerk, baby, twerk. It would be, be so <laughs> awesome, though. Like, th- this is my point. How awesome would it be if you found out Joey in Australia had to go sit by himself and die laughing? Yeah, because <laughs> this like, guy I, I doesn't want to. Be, I didn't yeah. want to imba- I This guy didn't want to be seen as right. attention seeking. <laughs> I don't want to seek attention. <laughs> I'm not an attention seeker. <laughs> Police in Washington D.C. are asking the public's help to identify two women accused of sexually assaulting a man by twerking against him and fondling his genitalia. Joey, what is the definition of genitalia? Genitalia is any organ that is used and created <laughs> to procreate or induce sexual pleasure between two individuals. Where is it located on the body? The genitalia <laughs> on both genders is located between the thigh regions of the body. <laughs> Thank you, Joey. I appreciate it that. Is in its uppermost portion of the thigh area. Okay. Thank you very much. Now, the vagina is positioned a little bit further back from the front, whereas the penis actually hangs <laughs> at the front of the upper thigh region. So this is my point in letting your pastor teach you about science. Mm-hmm. All you people, I mean, he didn't think Sex about... Sex ed. I mean, he said that... Your vagina and penis are in the thigh region, not the pelvis, right? Yeah. The thigh, it's known as the thigh it's region. A, I, have a, I have a penis hanging off my thigh. It's in the it's, it's in what's known as the thigh region. The, the high thigh region. The high thigh region. Yeah, don't listen to scientists, you Christians. Pastors got it together. In footage, two African-American women in short dresses come into the store. One of the women, wearing a silver dress, rubs her butt against the front of the man while he was purchasing something. When the victim backs away, her friend in a short red dress makes several attempts to cozy up to the man, including trying to touch his pants inseam. It appears the man did not know the women and had no interest in getting better acquainted. The two women left the store, but police are now trying to find them. The twerking might seem like fun and games to some, but D.C. police believe the two women should be charged with third-degree sexual assault. Huh. Now, this is a, it's so interesting. If Matt, if you walked into a gas station, you were just going to pick something up, and Bridget's waiting in the car, right. and all of a sudden, two women started dancing on your mm-hmm. Johnson. Right. Uh, first of all, you'd probably get loose. You would you because you are a dancer. I'm a great dancer. I, I mean, you've always. I, yeah, I, tell I, you, would, I just appreciate the art form. It's really just about, about Matt the Carter. Art. He studied dance in yeah, college. It's, right. it's, it was your minor, but I mean, you love dancing for the art of it. The art. So you might have would let it happen. Not like this guy, but would Bridget be mad about that? About and me also, expressing myself? No, no. Those How two, could she? Those two girls His dancing, art. rubbing their butts upon upon your. Pants covered genitalia. Right. Would Bridget be mad about that severely? Now, also, answer second part of that, part B is switch it. A guy starts rubbing his butt on Bridget's genitalia in that store. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, is there a difference or is both same reaction? Well, in my opinion, you know, what, what's, what you got to go here for is the equality thing. You've got to, you've got to get together. And if, if men can be, you know, you have to 
get the gender thing both ways. If people are going to want to have it this equality way, which is right and good, the laws and stuff really do have to reflect that. And you can't have different treatment for women and men in the law. I really think that's reasonable. Don't you, Joey? Yeah, I do. I got one more for you guys. <laughs> um, this comes from roving reporter Josh Rogerson. Oh, Rogerson. Okay. You know him? Uh, yeah, he's a friend of mine from chemistry class. And uh, yeah. yeah. Here's what I like. It comes from the right wing. This this article comes from the right wing news. Okay. Gay couple tries to get married. The only problem? Can y'all guess? Matt, you want to take a guess? What's the only problem this gay couple why they can't get married? I don't have a guess. Joey, you got a guess? They can't get married because the law doesn't allow them to. <laughs> that was the good old days, Joey. They can't get married. <laughs> they can't get married because they... The only problem, their father and son. Oh. <laughs> uh, I threw you for a loop there. Ag- again, again. again, we're foiled by these restrictive, archaic marriage laws. I know it. If I had a dime for every time I was said, I wish I could marry my dad. Nino Esposito <laughs> and Roland Drew Bosi, a gay couple who have been together since 19, the 1970s, were thrilled when the oh U.S. Supreme Court legalized same-sex marriage, but their attempt uh, to tie the knot hit a bump in the road because technically they're father and son. What do you mean technically? Oh, Three years ago, Mr. Esposito, 78, th- these guys are old, 78, uh-huh. and Mr. Bosi, who was 78, entered into a father-son adoption to secure inheritance rights uh-huh. and other benefits, including the right to visit your loved one in a hospital, afforded to straight couples but not gay couples. In Mr. Bosi's words, the pair thought they were getting ahead of the game. They thought they were kind of using Cheating the system, system yeah, by yeah, doing yeah. adoption. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now, because of that's really neat. Now, because of this, the pair cannot legally marry, and Allegheny County judge has refused a petition by the Pittsburgh couple to dissolve their adoption. <laughs> so it's interesting, though. That's I told almost, you it was a slippery damn slope. Yeah, here we are sliding right off. It, it, it's, it's interesting, though, because that's like a uh, that because of the marriage laws, yep. they, they were able to go around that and get things for each get benefits for each other through adoption, right? Yeah, which, which which did work, but yeah. now it's come back to backfire because if they had waited. But at the same time, I'm sure. Is it now? I mean, their whole point of view is one of repression and and just being, you know, persecuted right. essentially. Because what there's what really happened there is they were a couple together and not afforded what married couples are afforded. Right. So they had to do this legal. They did this legal workaround in the, there. Yeah. And so then finally, marriage becomes legal for them, and they can't get married because of that technicality. And right. then now. Even though the spirit of the law would say that they are legally allowed to marry where they are, you have just yet another barrier there of somebody trying to make refusing to dissolve it on a technicality, which could only be just being a jerk. That's really all it could be at that point, because you know it's a technicality, right? It's just a it's got it's just an uphill battle for those folks for sure. Yeah, I mean, you try to break the law, you get screwed. Yeah, Joey, you got anything to say about that, Pastor Joey? Like in 1999, when I was breaking the law, like uh, I was basically making uh, prank phone calls. And mm-hmm. uh, all right, well, that was the n- damn news with Toby Morrell. <laughs> Make sure to pick up your t-shirts. I don't actually have any t-shirts. 
<laughs> well, I got something better than T-shirts. I've oh, got some Lord. BC oh, no. names. Hey. <laughs> you got your own music now for this? <laughs> you got Justin Herrick, Curtis Williams, Miles Lehman, Kyle Unger, Mario Castro, Charles Kinder, Andrew Caps, Bradford Christian. Amanda Lay. Maybe that should be, maybe that should be Badford Christian. Then we got Ben Jackson, Brent Coltrane, Delise White, Phil Avance, Ben Durover, Adrian Tejita, and Kenneth Jackson. Connie Lingus. Yay! You guys are awesome. We appreciate you supporting us, being a part of the BC Club, which means you're a part of the Bad Christian family. Now, I don't know if that's something to go telling your grandma about, but we do thank you. We do thank you. Normus Peter. Enormous Peter. That's <laughs> <laughs> really good. Enormous Peter. You've been listening to the Jabberjaw Podcast Network, jabberjawmedia.com.